I came outside and I was just like, I don't, I don't know if my water broke. Kevin was there and I was like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe I just need to relax. So I did, I did a squat actually. And when I did a squat, literally it was like a whole cup of water just fell out. And Kevin was like, oh. Welcome to the Messy Mom Podcast by Fit Mama in 30, where we are all about ditching the idea of perfection during motherhood and embracing the messy, ranging from topics about pre and postnatal health, infertility, mom guilt, and the craziness that comes with raising a family. Get ready for 30 minutes of real, raw, and messy content. Let's work to embrace the messy together. Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome to another episode of the Messy Mom Podcast. Um, This is going to be awesome because we're back. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Bailey and I took not a very long hiatus. No, Um, not long. Not too long. Yeah, we just, we skipped one episode because I don't know if you've heard, but you know, baby, baby, (laughs) Bailey kind of had a baby. I did. Wow. Yes. So she (laughs) delivered her precious, precious, tiny little man, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, three weeks yesterday. Oh my gosh, three weeks ago. He's already changed so much. It's hard to believe. Like, I was looking at that today. I was like, he was so squishy and looking like small. I feel like he's gotten so much bigger in three weeks. He's so much more alert, too. He is, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's been a lot that's happened since then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, about that. Oh, gosh. We, um, you know, here at the Messy Mom podcast, we like to talk about, well, pretty much anything. There's really mm-hmm. nothing off limits, and we do that for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, with this episode, clearly everyone wants to know um, what your birth story is. I think that's mm-hmm. a big, that's a big topic. Everyone ha- wants to know the details, but, you know, not everyone gives you the full story. Um, and I know you have a lot to share. So, um, <laughs> We're just going to dive into it. So if you're all listening today, you're going to get to hear about all about Bailey's birth story. So yes, Bailey, let's hear it. All right. And I told Carrie before this (laughs) that there's a 99.9% chance that at some point within this podcast, I get emotional and cry, (laughs) (laughs) both for good and not so good reasons. So just sorry about that. But it is what it is. I'm still, you know, hormonal. So (laughs) I don't think that ever changes. Once you become a mom, it's all emotional. (laughs) Yeah. Man, it's been a ride for sure. But yeah, I'll just dive right on in. So this might surprise some of you. It actually surprised myself. Um, But I actually chose to have a um, induction. So it was there was nothing wrong. I what is that called, Carrie? I can't even think of the word right now when you choose to have an induction. Elective. Elective. Thank you. Yeah. Cannot think of the word. Yes. Yeah, so I chose to have an elective induction at 39 weeks. Um, and there was a few reasons for that. Um, one was there is a study that was done, I believe, in 2018 called the ARRIVE study. And basically, it showed that women who are 39 weeks, a single pregnancy, and uncomplicated pregnancy had a um, less risk of a C-section if they were induced at 39 weeks as opposed to like 40 or 41 weeks. And I read that study a couple of times and I don't know, it seemed to make a lot of sense to me. And my doctor, you know, was all about it, very on board with it. Um, And she was actually, I went to an appointment like right as I was getting like I think I was right before 39 weeks and actually solidified it there because she was going to be on call too. 
So I decided to for the ARRIVE study, which was just my own personal decision. And then my doctor was going to be on call that that weekend. Um, and then also I found out that I was GBS positive, which is group B strep. And I think every one in four pregnancies are, I think that's what they told me. Um, and it's nothing, you know, to, I think you were too, right? You yeah, I was for both, both yeah. pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's nothing, you know, too serious. It's, it's pretty common, but basically you just have to have antibiotics during delivery. Um, and if your water were to break on its own, it's not necessarily that you have to like rush to the hospital, but you do have to get there, you know, sooner rather than later, you know? So I was like, well, with all of that, then I'll just, I'll be induced, you know, why not? heard good things about it. Um, I had a couple of friends who had also read that study and their doctors told them about it and they decided to. So that's what I decided to do. So I went in on July 10th um, and they gave me one little um, pill. I think it was Cervidil. I think that's what it's called. Um, And they, it was like six o'clock that evening and they um, inserted that. And that basically like softens your cervix. And the nurse told me that, you know, we might have to do multiple rounds of this. And I was, you know, very inductions tend to take longer, you know, obviously. And I was very prepared for that. But right (laughs) when I had the Cervidil couple of hours later, my water broke and I was like, wow, that happened a lot faster than I expected. (laughs) That is fast. Um, I was just laying there, you know, for a while contractions were starting and I thought I felt like a trickle, but I also was like, is this the medicine? Like, I don't really know. Got up, used the restroom, thought I might've felt, you know, more liquid, um, but wasn't sure if it was just urine, you know, how that Yeah, You never know. You can't can't really tell. I'm giving you guys all the details, by the way. Um, (laughs) And then I came outside and I was just like, I don't, I don't know if my water broke. Kevin was there. And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe I just need to relax. So I did, I did a squat actually. And when I did a squat, literally it was like a whole cup of water just fell out. And Kevin was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All he heard was like splat of like all the water that fell. Um, so I called the nurse. I just like left it there because I wanted to like make sure that's what it was. (laughs) So I called the nurse and she's like, Oh, yep, that's your water. So let me go, you know, get the doctor and, um, then we'll start Pitocin, which Pitocin is, uh, the medication that they use to really start, you know, getting contractions going. Um, so the doctor came in, she checked me and my water did break, but it didn't break completely. So she like did the trick and took that little, um, instrument and broke it for me. And then she goes, well, no turning back now. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, nope, we're here. I guess this is really happening. So then, uh, she leaves and the nurse, um, starts Pitocin and then things really start to ramp up. Then I think you understand that and anyone else, (laughs) anyone else who, uh, has had Pitocin (laughs) or just gone into labor knows that, yeah, the contractions are intense. And she told me my nurse who was awesome, by the way, I loved her. I felt like she was family. Um, she's like, now the anesthesiologist who's on call is amazing. She's like, but she's really, really slow. (laughs) You're like, no. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, she's really, really slow. 
So she said, so the moment you might even think you want an epidural, she was like, put it in. And this was definitely a part. I didn't have a birth plan per se, but I knew if you guys listen to any of our podcasts, you know that I wanted an epidural. That was definitely a part of my plan. That was <laughs> if, that, that if I had your one. first word when you got to the hospital. Epidural. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I said, okay. So I, I waited a little bit until I had like the word I, I said when my contractions are worse than like any period contractions I've ever had or contractions cramps I've ever had. That's when I'll, I'll call. Um, so that happened. After, <laughs> so after, there we were. Yeah. So there we were. So I told the nurse, I said, okay, go ahead and call her. Um, it did take a while for her to get there, <laughs> but the moment that she gave me the epidural, which by the way, I did not think was that bad. I didn't either. That's I'm just going to put that out there. I mean, maybe everyone has different experiences, but for me, I, it was really not that bad. I just tried to relax and breathe. And, um, I mean, it stung definitely like there was definitely a sting there, but it didn't last long. And, um, it was very well worth it. (laughs) To me, it was like nothing compared to the contractions. Yeah. And I'll take that again versus what's going on over here. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And you know what? I, put this on our stories if anyone saw but that infographic we have of the shrimp that's oh, yes. literally exactly what I was doing and thinking the entire time like slumped over like a little cocktail shrimp <laughs> <laughs> um but she did it and honestly it was amazing for me I know it's not for everyone that's not every everyone decides but for me it was amazing um she did a great job I could still like lift my legs um and like lift my bottom. Um, and I could still feel a little bit, but it wasn't painful at all. She's like, you're having a contraction right now. Can you tell you're having one? And I was like, Nope. (laughs) I was like, this is awesome. This is a beautiful thing. Yeah. So at that point I was a little over three, almost four centimeters. And I was like, Oh gosh, that hurt at that point. I can't (laughs) imagine what it would be like even more so. (laughs) Um, but so I was like a little over three, close to four. And, um, the nurse says, okay, well, I'm just gonna, you know, kind of hide out if you need anything, let me know. And they did give me that button. Like if you need more epidural, like you can press it. So Kevin and I, this was at like, I don't know, what, what was it? Like two o'clock? It was like 2 AM in the, in the morning, I think. Yeah, that's about right. Um, so I, Kevin and I, go to bed or at least I try to go to bed. Kevin was like passed out. He Kevin slept. <laughs> yeah, he definitely slept. Um and then I would say like I wake up and I just felt like a lot of pressure and kind of I had a hot spot on my left side and I woke up and I was looking for that button to pump the epidural up a little <laughs> bit more and I couldn't find it anywhere. And I woke Kevin up and he was in like a total haze and was like trying to find it, couldn't find it. So I called the nurse and it's like, Hey, I'm you know looking for that epidural bench. She's like, Oh, it's right here. It was like right next to me. How I couldn't find it. I don't know, but she handed it to me and she was, well, let me go ahead and just check you. And she checked me and I was at a 10. <laughs> oh man. So I went from like a three, almost four to a 10 in two hours. So this was like four o'clock. So it, everything happened very, very quickly. Um, which is nice because some inductions tend to go really long. I mean, like a day for some women I've, I've read. I, I've heard that would be crazy. Yeah, that would be, that would be rough. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so, you know, I've never seen Kevin wake up faster than I have when she said, you're at a 10, it's time to, <laughs> time to push. He just like literally sprung from the little couch bed that he was on. <laughs> um, so we were like, def, you know, definitely awake, ready to go. I was super nervous for some reason at that point. I just was like, oh my gosh, like this is it. Um, so she goes, okay, I'm going to go get like the table and then I'll go get the doctor. So she um, brings the delivery table, you know, with all of their instruments and whatnot. And then she's gone for what felt like forever. It was, it had to have been at least 30 minutes. And I'm thinking like, Hey, what's, are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. Like what's going on here? Um, and then she comes back and she's like, okay, so we have a, we're having a little bit of a problem. And I'm like, Oh gosh, what? Um, and my doctor, um, was she goes your doctor is currently in emergency surgery and so is the other doctor so it was really serious it was actually a woman um who had to have an emergency hysterectomy which is like oh, is a life-saving measure yeah at that point um and she's like so just you're gonna have to wait a little bit until we can call another doctor to come in and i i couldn't feel really anything and at that point i was like absolutely like i mean you know she needs obviously the help. So, and there's nothing really I can do anyway, but I was like, no, totally fine with that. Um, so I waited for about two hours at a 10 <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, until they were able to call a laborist and which a laborist for those who don't know is a doctor that just delivers babies. That's their entire job. Um, and she was so great. I can't remember. I can't remember her name. I actually need to go look look and see, but super, super nice. Um, so they just let my body kind of do its own thing and allowed the baby. It was like delayed pushing essentially. Yep. So that actually, I think helped me, um, because it was just, my body was doing the contractions itself and, um, it was just pushing him down further and further. So, um, once the laborist comes in, I start pushing and he was born in a little under an hour, which I thought was, was pretty good. That's really good. Um, I really tried to, you know, concentrate on what we talk about and, you know, really pushing from my core. Like I literally remember thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> which is, I will say it is hard to do when you're like in the moment, you know, oh, and you're yeah. like, but, um, and you're nervous and there's yeah, and million people talking to you and, and it's just a lot. Yeah. I will yeah. say the one thing that I, I didn't love or that was like the most uncomfortable for me. And maybe it's because I could still kind of feel a little, I could definitely feel a lot of pressure. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I, it wasn't like when you hear women, they're like, my legs were completely numb. Like I couldn't feel anything. Like I could lift my legs, my bottom. I felt a lot of pressure and it felt like the biggest poop of your entire life that like, oh, yeah. that like would not come out. Like I could feel his like head down there, but like, you know, you'd push and you'd push and it, it felt like I wasn't progressing. And so I asked the nurse, I was like, am I progressing? Like, am I making any, um, any, you know, push here? And she was like, oh, definitely. She's like, keep going. And I remember asking her, I was like, okay, so. 
by the looks of this, through your experience, I was like, when do you think I'm going to have this baby out? Like, <laughs> give, give me, me some time limit here, please. Yeah, she was like, I would say like within within the hour. And I was like, oh, okay, good. I'm at least making some progress. So to be honest, my labor and delivery went probably as good as it could yeah. go. I felt um, it was very fast. It was a lot faster than I was expecting. So I think that helped. But there's always something, right? Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I mean, and not having my doctor. Yeah, that was, you know, a little bit upsetting. But at the end of the day, I was more concerned about the woman um, who was in the surgery. And she actually is okay. My doctor told me the next day when I saw her that she was okay and that she does have two children. I mean, regardless, that's awful that that had to happen to her um, and very scary. But she is okay. So everyone who's thinking about her, um, she didn't obviously tell me her name or anything like that because of HIPAA and everything, but she was like, she did do okay. And she was like, that's the only, the second time I've had to do that in 10 years. Oh, wow. So it's very, very uncommon, um, that that would happen, but she is okay. But for me, this is where everything kind of gets Mm -hmm. a little crazy. So as most of you guys know, mom, two of my biggest concerns were, (laughs) were, um, am I going to poop on the table? Which I guess I didn't. They, they told me that I didn't. So, I mean, maybe there's being nice, but they said I didn't. So that's what I'm rolling with. Um, so I guess I didn't. And then my second one was tearing. And unfortunately I did tear and my tear was interesting. It was a two degree internal tear. So, um, it was more inside and because it was more inside, it was really vascular and that caused me to lose a lot of blood after, Um, so I delivered him, they put him on my chest and then I noticed that they were like kind of rushing Kevin to like cut the cord a little bit. They were like, okay, cut it here. No, no, here, here, here. That's kind of like what they were. That was the, like, I, so I felt this like sense of like rush, like, okay, we got to like work on her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm like numb down there at least, you know, I can't see what's going on. I can't feel, Um, and so then they kind of get to work. Well, they're like working on me for like 30 minutes and I could see like all of the like gauze that they were using. And at that point I know Kevin was like, you know, just looking at the baby and I was trying to look at the baby, but I've told you before, Carrie, that when there's something wrong with me, like an injury and there's a doctor that's like messing with it, it's a total mental thing, but it makes me really nauseous and just like dizzy. So I had to like close my eyes and like look the other way because that's just, I felt like I'm going to pass out if I, if I, you know, continue kind of like looking at them, seeing what they're doing. Had you already delivered the placenta? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. And to be honest, I, this kind of gross for some people, but I felt like it just slid out. I don't oh, it think totally I, does. Yeah, I felt like, like I didn't even need to do anything. No, it was, <laughs> like, a, it was like a half push. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And she was, I heard him say, placenta's out. Kevin's, and Kevin actually saw and looked at everything. He oh my was, gosh. yeah, he looked at everything. That I, is that's shocking a, if anyone yeah. knows Kevin. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge thing I left out. So he had one leg and a nurse had one leg. And they were the ones that were holding my leg as I was pushing the entire time. Um, 
And it was only them two for the, until he was like right after, you know, right to be getting ready to be born. And then like five people rush in and you're like, oh, hello. Nice hey. to meet you. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, spread eagle here. Open to the world. Yeah. <laughs> and my nurse was really funny. She's like, isn't this a great way to meet people? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. At that point you don't even care. No, it's you like, don't. Whatever. And I honestly could have cared less if I pooped on the table at that point anyway. Oh yeah. Um, but so they were working on me for like a really long time. And I remember them counting like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And it just seems like it kept going and going. And I remember in my birth class, they count the gauze strips because they want to make sure that they don't leave one in you oh, because I guess that yeah can happen, especially when there's a lot going on. Um, but they kept telling me like, I got really pale partly because I lost a lot of blood, but also because I was grossed out myself just about thinking about the situation and stitches I just don't do well with. Um, they're like, look at him, look at him. Um, and I was thinking to myself, I can't imagine this is just me again, my personal decision. I can't imagine not having an epidural and then having that work done after like the stitching. Like that's not something I ever really thought about. I always thought about epidural and just like pushing and the contractions, but I never thought about the epidural and maybe the trauma that happens to your body after and what might need to happen to fix that. And like, I don't, I mean, anyone who has had an, a natural birth and, you know, stitches after, like, I don't know how you get like, that's a strong woman Yeah, (laughs) because that I just, that was just not for me. Um, so finally they get everything, you know, stitched up and they get the bleeding to stop, which was, which was nice. But, um, I lost, ended up leading, they losing, they told me about a liter of blood, which is a lot. That's a ton. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, and it did not make me feel good at all. So, um, they leave and, you know, they clean off crew and yes, crew, his name is crew for those who, who don't know crew, Joseph Oshman. He was born at seven twenty five AM on seven 11. So July 11th. Um, and he was seven pounds, 12 ounces. So seven is a very, um, seven, distinctive seven. number <laughs> in his life. So maybe that'll be his lucky number. I don't know. <laughs> um, but he's, he's so perfect and he's super healthy and we, we were so happy about that. Um, but they left him on my chest for the golden hour and then, um, they kind of cleaned him off a little bit, you know, checked all of his vitals and everything. And then we ate breakfast and I guess I didn't realize that they moved. I forgot that they move you from like the labor and delivery room. Oh yeah. To where you're going to stay to, yeah. To the postpartum. And they do that pretty quickly, very quickly. Um, so I was out of there by like 10. Um, and they had to, they told me they're like, because you lost so much blood, you know, we're going to stand you up. There was one nurse on each side of me and they're like, you're probably not going to feel really great. And they were right. (laughs) So each nurse had an arm, they stood me up and I immediately felt awful. I'm talking like the worst I've maybe ever felt, um, nauseous, I could feel, I felt like I was going to pass out. My ears were like kind of going in and out. Um, And I was like, I'm going to pass out. Like I need to sit down. So they put me in a wheelchair and I just did not feel good. I was shaking uncontrollably. I don't know if that happened to you, but I guess that's like a symptom of your epidural. Epidural. I was so cold. That was the one reason I couldn't sleep is as soon as I had my epidural, I was so cold and I had blankets on. I had like, you name it, I had it on and I was shivering. Yeah, it was, yeah. and I it was like uncontrollable. Like yep. I couldn't. It was 
like I was having a seizure almost. I was, I could not stop. And I would tell myself like, relax, relax. And it just would not stop that they put like a warm blanket on me and everything. And couldn't stop shaking and I just did not feel well. And then I guess I did pass out for like five seconds. And Kevin was like, that was really freaky. That like freaked me out. And he was like holding crew. And I woke up to Bailey, Bailey. And I said, sorry. <laughs> I remember saying this. I was like, sorry, I fell asleep. <laughs> just needed a minute. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, no, you passed out. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, okay. Honest. And if I'm being totally honest, it felt really good. It felt like I got like at least like a 10 minute nap. It's a power, a power pass. Out. Uh, Is that what yeah. Doing? Yeah. I woke, I just remember waking up and being like, oh gosh, it felt nice to like sleep a little bit. Um, they're like, no, you passed out for a few seconds. And I was like, oh wow. Um, but I was okay. It was fine. And then they, uh, stroll, finally I got to feeling better and they took me, rolled me and, um, they put crew in a little bassinet and Kevin walked and they took me to the postpartum room and um we stayed there you know for a couple of days and I just want to do a shout out to Kevin because he like literally was my rock that whole time because I was a zombie like I couldn't walk to the bathroom he like picked me up he helped change my my diapers as well as Cruz diaper um I didn't change a diaper the whole time I was at the hospital he like literally did everything and the nurses of course um so that was really, really rough. And I did not feel well. I just, I didn't, I didn't feel good because I had lost so much blood and they checked to see if I actually needed blood. Um, and I didn't, um, which was good. But so then, you know, majority of the next two days was really just enjoying crew and, um, you know, figuring out because they really, you know, they kind of put you in the room and then they kind of leave you to it. You know, it's, you're taking care of the baby. And I did, um, send him to the nursery for a couple hours in in the evening because I knew, knew that I needed rest, especially after losing so much blood and, and they made it, they were very sweet. They're like, you know, do you want him to go to the nursery? And at first I said, no, I was like, no, I was like, he's fine here. And then I tried to sleep and I was just like staring at the bassinet (laughs) and he was so still. And I'd like put my hand on his chest, like make sure he was moving. And I was like, I'm not going to get any sleep. I was like, I, I, I think I am going to have them, um, take him for a couple of hours. So she came back and took him and all the nurses and everyone doctors were so great. Like, yeah, I had a great experience there. I mean, obviously, yes, the, you know, second degree tear and, you know, that and not feeling well was not fun, but they took really good care of me and I felt very, very well taken care of then. So that's pretty much at least the story of how he was born and the delivery and everything. And, and then it gets even more interesting. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, uh, I have some bad luck, I think sometimes, um, and this is probably where I'm going to get emotional just because it was a lot. But, um, so we get home and I'm just, you know, as any new mom and new parent, it's, it's a lot like you're not sleeping, obviously you're trying to recover. Um, I was just really, I felt really weak for a long time, like days and days. And I remember like asking my friend who also lost a lot of blood during delivery about the same amount I did. Like, when did you feel, 
you know, you were getting better, like that you didn't feel so weak and going up the stairs for me was just a lot. Um, and she's like, I, you know, it, I felt better after, you know, a few days. And I was just like, I just don't, I don't feel good. Like there's just something going on. Um, so I actually kind of side note was taking my temperature every morning because of your situation. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Which I had, you, yeah, yeah, you I had a we'll uterine infection. Yeah. I had like the most, you know, when you're postpartum, this was with my first and you don't know what you're, what's supposed to be painful and what's not. So I just chalked everything up to like the healing process. Um, and I had a, like, it was like three days in when my, my mom was staying with me and I was like, I would have to like push myself up from the couch. Um, my mom's like, what's, what are you doing over there? What's going on? I was like, I don't know. I just, you know, I feel like this is part of healing. She's like, I don't think this is part of healing. You're in serious pain. And I took my temperature and it was like 102. I was like, oh, okay. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're exactly right. Like your first time, you don't know what to expect. You don't know, is this too much? You know, they tell you, they'll give you like, you know, if you soak a pad within an hour or two, if you have a golf ball sized clot, like if you have a temp of, you know, 101, I think it was. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. Like you just don't really know though, like with each it, little pain and stuff, like, is this normal or right? Like concerned? what is Exactly. It was like, you just don't like, they give you like those numbers and it's like, well, my bleeding wasn't crazy. I didn't, I didn't, I only think I had, I had a small tear, so it wasn't like crazy out of control. So in my head, I'm like, well, what could be wrong? This has to be like postpartum healing. Yeah. And I would, then I would just tell anyone, like, if you have, if you're feeling a certain way or something doesn't seem right, just call. Like yep. it's, it's Check. never. And that's what they told me. Cause I did, and I'll get to it. I don't want to forget everything, but, um, just call and, mm -hmm. Just say, hey, is this normal? Should I, you know, come in? Or, or if you want to be seen, like definitely make yourself known that you want to be seen or that you don't feel like something's going wrong. You're not going to be in a nuisance. But it's, you know, better safe than sorry. So there's my little side note for that. Yes. Um, but because I knew that you had had a uterine infection and, um, you know, a temperature, I was just taking my temperature every day. So we didn't leave the house. You know how it is. Like you don't leave the house when you have At a all. newborn for a long time. For us, it was a while. We waited a week. Um, the only people that I saw were very close family. And that was like, and that was who lived here. Um, maybe it was like five, seven, five to seven people. And so we didn't leave the house, only saw a few, you know, short people on Sunday. We actually did leave the house. So this is a, I had on Sunday, July 11th. So this was the 18th. Um, I wanted him to meet my grandma. And so we actually decided to get out of the house. Um, and we took him there and at my grandma's house, I just, I had this really bad headache and I was just exhausted. And I was just thinking, you know, I'm sleep deprived, like, um, I'm healing, yada, yada. So I actually took a nap at my grandma's house and then came home and went to bed and woke up the next morning and took my temperature like I had been doing. And it was 99.5, which for me is really pretty high. I'm normally like pretty more low body temperature. Um, and I was like, weird. So I called them. I was like, you know, I just want to make sure this isn't a infection that's 
brewing, you know, like, and they said, well, we really, we want, if it's like a hundred, if it's 101, like that's when, you know, where we get a little more concerned. So if it, you know, just monitor it, drink your fluids. Um, it could just be the healing process because, you know, your temp can rise when your body's healing, especially, you know, after you lost that amount of blood. So I'm like, okay. And I feel pretty normal at this point other than exhaustion. (laughs) Um, and then the next, that evening I started getting chills and then the next day I had body aches and I was like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was like, I'm going to go get COVID tested just, you know, to be safe. Um, personal decision for me, this was, again, this is just a personal decision. I did not get the vaccine because I wanted to wait until after he was born, at least. That was just my decision I decided to make. Um, Kevin, my husband, is vaccinated, and um, I got the results back, and they were positive. So I had COVID, and I just freaked out, if I'm being totally honest. I called the pediatrician bawling, like, you know, what should I do? Um, called Kevin ball. I called my mom. I called everyone. I was just like bawling, bawling, bawling. (laughs) Um, and the pediatrician actually told me like, you don't need to quarantine from him. They actually said like, you know, what we've seen so far is that infants aren't, you know, too affected by it. So you can still breastfeed him and he's going to get your antibodies and just kind of monitor him and whatnot. So I'm like, you know, breastfeeding him with a mask and (laughs) I put gloves on and not that I, I, I don't even think I needed to do that, but I just, you know, was trying to be as safe as possible. Um, and then Kevin, uh, like two days later started getting symptoms. Unbelievable. Yeah. And he actually is vaccinated. And the only thing that we can think of, and I mean, I obviously don't know this and I will never really know, but the only thing we can think of is that we got it from the hospital. Yeah. Um, it's just what makes the most logical sense just because everyone we were with was negative. You know, I only saw a few people and none of them had COVID. Um, and that I, it's just, it was, that's the only thing that makes sense. Only thing I I'll never know who knows. Yeah. And I guess it doesn't even really matter. But, um, yeah, it was awful (laughs) the first, you know, few weeks. And that's why you guys probably, I was very MIA from like social media. Um, it was all I could do just to like get through the day of feeding him and, you know, not sleeping and just not feeling well. And it was just a lot. And the worry, like, you you know, on top of becoming for new first time mom, which by the way, is stressful and emotional anyway. I like, you know how I am. I'm not really a crier and I don't know how many times I cried the first two to three weeks of each child's life. (laughs) And I didn't have, and I wasn't in like, you know, I wasn't, you were, you're trying to deal with COVID and what that looks like and how, if, are you going to be okay? Is it going to affect crew? Like, I mean. That's a it lot. was a lot. That's yeah. a lot. I think I probably cried more in the first three weeks of, I'll say two weeks of his life than I have ever in your life. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I get it, it. It was just, it was just a lot, but it also gave me like, okay, this is why I felt so bad for yeah. so many days. Like 
I was like, yes, I understand. I lost a lot of blood, but I, f- I didn't feel like I was getting better yeah. from that. Like I've, and they told me it's going to take a while for your body to regenerate all that. Um, and I was doing, you know, my best through nutrition, which I'll, I'll do a podcast again on that. You guys, it's so important. Um, yeah. On postpartum nutrition. And I was like training, I was eating like I was training for an event for labor before I went in. I was training for, you know, eating for training for that. And then after, you know, I was trying to get all my iron in, I, but I just wasn't getting better. Yeah. I did. And I, now I know why it's because I had COVID, but so we had to quarantine for it's, um, 10 days and then you have to make sure that you don't have any new symptoms or you're symptomatic and then a f- make sure you don't have a fever for 24 hours and then you can like be out in the world again. Um, but because Kevin showed symptoms two days after I did, I just waited until he was done out of quarantine. So we did get through it. We are fine. We are out of quarantine now. Um, I did. We, Kevin and I did both fully lose taste and smell, which is really weird. Um, weirdest thing ever (laughs) actually. Um, but I'm, I'm slowly getting that back. Um, and we're getting on a little bit better of a routine now with crew. And I say routine very loosely. Um, he's, he's sleep giving us like three, four hour stretches at night, which is nice. Um, I never thought I'd say four hours or three hours of sleep was nice, but if you've had a baby, then, you know, um, and it's, it's just only getting better from here on up. So I do. I'm glad that we're past it. I'm glad it wasn't, you know, looking at the positives here, I'm glad it wasn't worse than it was, you know, cause yeah. that is a scary situation. You don't ever really know. Um, and yeah, here we are. <laughs> I know. So Learning. it was a lot. It's a lot. There's so much, like, even if yeah. you get through, you know, you talk, you, you hear people who have they might have they may have traumatic birth stories, but you know to go from having, like you said, a pretty good, you know, labor delivery, initial recovery, and then yeah. to go into that is just yeah. That was the postpartum period for me was ten times harder than pr- pregnancy. Yeah, like it was unreal how much more difficult for me that was. Um, I loved being pregnant. To be honest, I. I, I had an uncomplicated pregnancy, um, and it just, yeah, the postpartum period for me was a lot. It is a lot. It is. It's like, I just, I just don't think, I mean, and I could be wrong and maybe there's people out there, but I don't, I don't think people understand or talk enough about how hard that postpartum period is. Like you see all the great pictures of like cuddle time with baby and it's just hard. Like even when you don't have something like what you went through, it's hard. It's just, you can't express how hard it is. It's amazing. And like just looking at them every single day and seeing like what you created and what God bless you with is it's emotional, but it's hard. Yeah, it really is. And I, you know, I kind of wanted to wait and tell everyone what happened until we did this. And so I didn't, I didn't want to portray like this, I hope I didn't at least this like, Oh, it's been amazing. You know, this is so easy and blah, blah. it's definitely no. not. And it's not easy to also to tell the world that you have COVID. No, that's, um, that, oh my God, it almost, absolutely not. <laughs> it almost feels embarrassing in a way. Um, even though I know it, 
You shouldn't you know, be. I, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I yeah. don't know. Well, it's just, it's the time, it's the time we're in. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I know everyone has different opinions, a different view. Clearly everyone in the world has different opinions, different views. You can see it all the time, but yeah, I mean, it is, it's like, that's how, that's how it almost feels. I mean, Kyle, we, my entire family had it, as you know, uh-huh. um, as most people know, because at this point, you know, I'm not like, it's not like we're careless. It's just, it's a virus and it happens. Um, yeah. and you can't, you can't feel bad about it. You just can't. Yeah. That's not on you. And it, it's, it's hard being pregnant during a pandemic. It's yes. like, it's new and you don't know necessarily what to do and not to get vaccinated during. And that was after conversations with, you know, my doctor and other, and I know everyone has different opinions. I'm not going to get into, you know, vaccine talk or anything like that, but that's just a personal decision I made. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, maybe that wasn't the right decision or, you know, there's, I go back and forth. And so I think that's why I was a little like hesitant to even share that I had it because it is kind of, I know it's just kind of embarrassed, but you know, I can't change anything. And now it's just about moving forward. So absolutely. So yes, there was definitely good parts. Labor and delivery was, I think as good as could it could have gone. Yeah. Um, obviously, yes, the recovery, the tear wasn't ideal, but there's really not a whole lot you can do in that situation um, other than what we talk about, which I did everything. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And sometimes it just happens. And for your first birth, I think, you know, it's it's common for that to happen, but I am healing well, um, which is, which is nice. Um, my doctor was like, it's amazing, you know, how the woman's body heals after, you know, having trauma like, like that, or even if you don't have stitches or a tear, it's still trauma. Absolutely. Um, it's still stretching. Like it's never been stretched before. So, um, so yeah, we're doing well up and up, you know, trying to stay positive and, He's so sweet and I'll share more with him. He'll definitely be in our workouts. And as you know, Carrie's been great giving me this time to, uh, you know, just be a mom and figure things out. And especially after I've had COVID and all that. And so I one want to thank you and, you know, for doing everything and keeping fit mom going because that would have been a lot on top of everything else. It's too much. I'm so glad. No, you're very welcome. But it's like, it's just one of those things. I was pretty... We talked about this before, but I was pretty adamant about Bailey taking, saying like, listen, (laughs) for the first several weeks, you need to just chill because honestly, it was like with Kate, I did with Carter. I didn't as much as I think I should have. Uh Um, So I just know from my experience, it was like, you needed, you need to check out, like you need to just be there. Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciate it, but I am starting to get the itch. I know. Like it doesn't wanting... take long, does it? <laughs> yeah. I, I have the itch of wanting to like get back in it. So there'll be a lot to come, especially with like post, obviously I can't do a lot of, you know, <laughs> exercise right now, but I am doing the core recovery program and I, I have a lot of ideas for content and helping you guys and things that I, you know, now that I've gone through it, um, you know, I, I have just some of my own personal things that I that I like that I didn't like, and you know, can show show you guys. So, which will be awesome. Yeah, but that's yeah. about it. I didn't cry. Oh my I gosh! Know. Probably I because I've cried that. enough tears for like three years. <laughs> You're that's all cried out. I didn't cry. Probably yeah. I am all cried out. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Oh my gosh! But yeah. thank you for sharing that with us because I know. Um, I feel like it's hard to share birth stories anyway. And just like you said, adding in the whole COVID factor, especially right now is just, um, 
Thanks for opening up and being honest, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think it's it just, it's refreshing to hear someone just tell their whole story um, and leave it all out there versus hide the little pieces that you think you shouldn't share. Yeah. So that yeah. was awesome. Well, I, I hope that maybe it helps someone else who might've gone through a similar situation because I def, I know I can't be the only one. No, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> for sure. Yes. But, well, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> thanks for sharing with us. And mom, if this is your first time joining with us, Hey, Hey, <laughs> yeah, we got deep. a deep one. <laughs> we got deep quick. Um, but, uh, we obviously cover it all on here. So check out some of our um, earlier episodes, we talk everything from pregnancy and health and fitness to just everything messy in motherhood. And as you know, postpartum honestly is one of the messiest of things it gets, oh, um, yeah. you know, so um, thanks for joining us and for listening to Bailey's story. Um, and yeah, until next time, we will see you then.